Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Now. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast we have Carl Radke from Summer House. I know we have had a lot of Summer House people on this season, but it's been that good of a season, so I want to have him all on. And I knew that I had to have Carl on before the end of the season because he has had such a huge season for a variety of reasons, some amazing and some heartbreaking. But I wanted to have him on so that you know, he could talk about his own transformation. I've known Carl since the beginning of the first season of Summer House when I first interviewed him, Kyle, and Lauren Workis together. It was one of my probably earliest Bravo interviews ever. Just the the, the trajectory that he's been on over the years, the, the, the ups and downs that I've seen him go through, and the, and the amazing place that he is in now. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to tell him how, how amazing it's been. Um, and to see the support from the Bravo community and his co-stars, and it's it's just been a, it's been amazing to see him sort of like I mean, he came into this fifth season in a great place. Clearly, he was basically sober and he had his head on his shoulders, and he was a great place in work and all things considered in life. And then he had to you know watch his mom get married over Zoom. He couldn't be there in person, which was sad, but it also made for a really emotional, happy moment to sort of watch them talk about this really special moment in her life. Um, I, I loved watching that and I know a lot of other people did too. But then a couple weeks later, you know, we watch him find out this unimaginable news about his brother dying from an overdose. And it was heartbreaking, it was wrenching to watch, and to watch him go through that was, was just not easy. But imagine how not easy it was for him to go through it. But I think the, the, what, what's encouraging to see is the way that he has taken this, again, unimaginable situation and and spinned it to to you know, take some positives from it and to turn it into something good. You know, he is speaking out about addiction and mental health and he's raising money and he's really starting these conversations that weren't being had on this show before. And, you know, I just wanted to hear all about that. He talked he talked really in-depthly about his own journey with sobriety and, and alcohol and mental health and um, he said some things that I, didn't, I wasn't aware of kind of post-fifth season filming last summer. He was in his darkest place ever last fall in the winter and then he has since become... Sober. He's at 99 days sober, at least at the recording of this interview. So, I mean, it's, it's just been his transformation has been incredible over the years. And I wanted to, I wanted to talk to him about it. He was really vulnerable and really open about it in this interview. And it was just awesome to hear and, and to hear his perspective on everything. You know, it wasn't all about that stuff. I didn't want to get too far down the, the, you know, the lane of the heartbreak that he had to go through with his brother. But, you know, we did talk about all the support that he has felt and, and kind of just like how wildly amazing that's been. Um, we also talked about, obviously, some of the drama and we talked about his big blowout fight with Luke. Um, we talked about sort of some of that like vibey stuff with Sierra that he's been having this summer. Um, we talked about Lindsay's love life and and some of that. And just, yeah, it's I, I, it just basically like an update on all parts of, of Carl's life and, and sort of you know, reflecting on the past summer house seasons and also looking forward to sort of what he wants for the show in the future. It was really, it's a really fun interview and I think all summer house fans will really love this. And because it's a little bit of a longer one, I'm not going to do too much more of an intro. Please enjoy my interview with Carl Rackie from Summer House. Tune into the finale of season five tonight on Bravo at 9 p.m. And the reunion will follow that in subsequent weeks. And please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you've been liking these interviews, if you enjoy listening to this every week, which I hope you do, we'd be incredibly appreciative of any ratings or reviews that you can give us on Apple Podcasts because it really does help us grow and, and get the word out there about, about what we're doing over here. So yeah, enjoy the interview with Carl Radke and talk to you next week. All right, so we're here with Carl Radke from Summer House on Bravo. Carl, how's it going? Going well, Gibson. Happy Friday. Yeah, you too. I mean, so I, I just want, I mean, how, how are you doing? I, this has been a, a big season for you for a lot of different reasons, but just how are you doing kind of now that we're at the tail end of it? It's aired, everyone's seen it. 
Yeah. How are you? How are you just holding up? Uh, I'm doing all right. I mean, hanging in there. I mean, I have a lot to be grateful for. Uh, I got my health. Work is going really well. I will say, you know, the last, you know, last year has been really hard for a lot of people. But for me, with, you know, dealing with the loss of my brother, then having to relive it again on the show, you know, certainly there's a silver lining. You know, I, th- yeah, I, think, I, help, sure. I, I think we're helping a lot of people by sharing it. And I certainly have generated and gained a lot of just confidence from being more open and honest about my own journey and my brother's. So it, it's been really hard, but honestly, I'm, I'm in a really good place because of some of these things. So I'm trying to just be grateful for what I have. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, that's, that's well said. It seems like you're at a place where, like you just said, it can, it can just like continue to just like strengthen you to, to, to kind of, you know, encounter these in like, again, reliving it can't be easy, but having to do that is just making you a stronger person. And so, I mean, I think, I think everyone sees that. And so I'm glad to hear that that's how you see it as well. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been, it's definitely been hard, but I, I would yeah. say that you know, all my friends in, in the Bravo family, everybody's been amazing. I mean, I've had so many messages and, and things coming, you know, for our family. So for the bottom of our hearts, I mean, I, I, I got to thank everybody. So thank yeah. you for even caring. Of course. And how's your mom doing? I mean, like she's in her first, her first year of, of a new marriage. We all saw that moment happening, which is, which is really emotional and, and awesome to see how is she doing she's, she's doing she's, great she's a, she's a bravo legend at this point i mean come yeah. on sharon <laughs> everybody loves sharon uh she's doing well thanks for asking uh you know her her and lou my stepdad you know they got married and obviously it was just a crazy time for a lot of things but the family really came together and my mom's doing well she just got a new dog they got a rescue you know they're doing the best they can but mom, mom's hanging in there good um, and you were just hanging out with some other Bravo favorites down in Nemecolon in Pennsylvania during the Masters. One, how well do you know the Southern Charm guys? And two, like, how did that all come about? Like, who, who planned that? Yeah, uh, well, I listen, I met, I met Shep before I was ever on Summer House. Oh, really? I didn't know that. We have mutual friends uh, from the Charleston area that I actually met Shep at a bar in New York like a year before I was ever on Bravo. And I was like, who the heck is this guy? Um, <laughs> the but natural we became, reaction. <laughs> yeah, we became friends after that. But then, you know, over the years, obviously you get to know the, ma- the male Bravo guys, maybe more than the, the female sometimes. You know, I went to watch what happens live with Shep one time. I hung out with Austin in New York. I did do a golf trip with them in Pebble Beach two years ago. So I've just, I've stayed close with them. It, yeah. uh, I, there's a lot of similarities sometimes with the chef and Austin and Carl. <laughs> so yeah, we, we did a little fun uh, golf weekend in Nemecolon, which is like an hour outside of Pittsburgh where I'm from. Uh, they, they actually filmed The Bachelor there. Uh, yeah, they filmed season. that season, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of cool to see, you know, the backdrop. But yeah, golf, we shot guns, uh, we played, we did axe throwing, <laughs> we bowl. It was just a, a real men's, men's weekend. So, I mean, so going into the season, I mean, like, I feel obviously season four for you was a tough one for a different reason. I think that like, I, I feel like people weren't <laughs> that friendly about you when it was airing. Like, like you got a lot of shit on social media from a lot of the Bravo fans. And I think that like seeing the place that you were in going into this season was so reassuring. And so like, cause I, cause I mean, I've known you since season one and it's sort of like, I feel like you, you really sort of started to find your way going into this season. And, and I think on the show you pinpointed like a specific night out that sort of like was a moment of clarity for you. I would just love if you could elaborate on that and just sort of like the path that that, that that took you on because you're Cause I think a lot of people saw even just from, literally from this first episode of season five, it was like, Oh, Carl is like in an amazing place. He seems very happy. And like, I would just love to hear from you and your words because we get bits and pieces of it on the show, but. Yeah, I mean, 
clearly, you know, you've seen me. I, I'll never forget our first time we met. Uh, we sat down with you and we did like a little tape recording at a yeah. co conference table at AOL, I think at the time. Yeah, yeah, um, conference table. It was, uh, yeah, it was lo-fi. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was I was still wet behind my ears uh, at that point. Um, but no, I mean, listen, it's been a, I've grown a ton just, I, I was 31 when season one started. Wow. I'm 36. So I think people just need to understand, you know, this is kind of, I think, for me, has been a lot of formative years of growth. I clearly have done that on TV. Mm -hmm. I think watching yourself, I mean, even watching last season, I mean, I couldn't watch certain episodes because I, I was blacked out. I don't remember. Clearly, social media and a lot of others had, had a lot to say, and I think a lot of it deserved. That was a big wake-up call. I mean, reading all these different things. But truthfully, there was a moment last February, or sorry, February of 2020, my dad had visited New York. Obviously, when my dad comes, things have gotten emotional before. It had nothing to do with really with him, but I basically went on a bender shortly after my dad's visit and Lindsay and Danielle were just really concerned and they had expressed concern before, but it was that kind of moment where I had thought in my head, I might lose them as friends based upon some of my behavior. And that really triggered a lot of just like, I gotta, I gotta make some changes. So from that, it, it's still been a process. So what you saw at the beginning of season five, I mean, obviously no one's really doing anything April through uh, all last summer, but yeah, exactly. I had taken some time from March to June and, and wasn't drinking. You know, I was doing a lot of therapy, taking better care of myself. As in anybody going through a journey, I felt like I could moderate. Mm -hmm. So I started drinking more in the summer a little bit. Obviously came into the summer house and it's difficult to navigate, but I was, I felt really proud of how I handled myself. But, yeah, you know, obviously too. when my brother passed, I was like, you know what, screw it. So after my brother passing and the rest of the summer, I mean, I moderated and I felt pretty good about it. But this fall and, and this winter, I, I was drinking a lot by myself, self-medicating and, and isolating a lot, which is actually wasn't really like me before. I mean, I was always out and about and yeah. drinking and partying, but this time I was actually like, like not answering my phone and staying inside. Oh, wow. And, you know, I just had a, I had the lowest point I've ever had. I didn't crash a car. I didn't punch anybody. I just, it was for me, it was the, the lowest I've ever hit in my life. And that was mm -hmm. in, at the end of December, early January. And I made a decision. So I've actually been going to, uh, I'm, 90, I'm 99 days sober today. Wow. Congratulations. Um, that's, that's a huge accomplishment. And that's. Yes. So wow. I'm feeling really good. And it was something, you know, my brother, obviously addiction runs my family. I was running away from some of the things I was just afraid of being open and honest about and a mm -hmm. lot of shame and guilt. And clearly you've seen some of my behavior on TV and it's like, okay, like let's, I have actual evidence of myself behaving in a manner that I don't like, I don't think is my character let's do something about it. So I I've been doing meetings. I have a sponsor. I've honestly like since doing the, the program and things since early January, having a foundation like that and being other finding others in, in, to relate to, I mean, especially in New mm -hmm. York, I mean, it's a crazy city. Sure. Right yeah, no. I, and I was, and I was going to ask because I feel like, you know, there, there's a kind of conversation happening right now, actually, because of the Demi Lovato documentary that has happened about what I think sort of what you did in the summer, which was sort of like, you know, you moderate yourself and then you think you can sort of, um, do it part way. And, and I think that that's kind of, I've seen that conversation happening right now in pop culture. So your story is incredibly relevant to that as well. And I think for you to have that realization is very powerful. And like, it just shows just like the person that you've become. And I'm, I'm, I was curious sort of just for you, if you think about just like the environment of Summer House, like how would that mean, is that, is that triggering at all? Or is that something that you feel like you can, again, have that sort of like self-control and, and, and kind of state of mind to just like continue to have fun and stuff? No, good question. I mean, remember, these are my best friends, you know, I've yeah. been doing summers with Kyle and, and Lindsay and, and even Danielle <laughs> for seven or eight years at this point, right. some of the others four or five years. So they know me really well. And I think 
for me, a lot of times my drinking, my partying, it was a lot of times me drinking to medicate or me being uncomfortable or nervous in social situations. And I've learned to just be more comfortable, with, like being a little more quiet, being a little more reserved and yeah. like, not being the gregarious, loud, you know, just who you may have seen me before, but it's definitely hard. I mean, there were some things this past summer that were triggering. I think, you know, and bless everybody's hearts. Like it was just a weird dynamic. I mean, I, I love my friends. I wanted to be there after my brother's funeral. I felt like they were the best support group I could have on the, on the earth. A hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. There was moments where I'd hear, you know, maybe Lindsay and Steven fighting, or I'd hear another nonsense thing going on. I'm like, really, you're really complaining. I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with, but in their world, it's significant to them. And right. what was going on for me was very unique. So I understood a little bit of some of the things I tried to, you know, I meditated every morning. They kind of show that on the this yeah. summer. Yeah. So I, I had different things I, I would do to really try and hone in and just stay balanced. I mean, now that I've really, I, I just don't think alcohol is for me. Mm-hmm. And so even in the last well, almost four months, you know, spending more time with my friends and being social, but not drinking and honestly having pretty good success with it good. and not feeling... I just feel much better about it. And I think I've got the glow up to, to match it. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to argue with that. I think a lot of people, and you, you just won that. Didn't you just win that competition on, on Instagram? I was like the hottest guy on Bravo. Like, come on, yes. you have to wear that, wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been, that, that has gotten a lot of traction. The, uh, the two judgy girls competition. Yes. Cause last, it's funny last year and the two years before, I mean, they destroyed me. And I actually met them in person in California with, I was with Shep and uh, Austin at the time. And I made the joke to them. I was like, listen, you guys really aren't like, you guys should be called two supportive women. Yeah, tur- <laughs> tur- turn it on. because it's Rebrand. Girls. Yeah. So we've wow. become kind of friendly since then. Good. It, it was a cool competition. Obviously, I think there's a lot of other guys on Bravo that are you know, more deserving for sure. No, but I, but I think that like, even just you take the results of that, like kind of silly competition on Instagram. It's like, to me, that speaks directly to you know, you're ch- the changing attitudes around you with the audience as well. I mean, like, I mean, it's not like people, people have always loved you, but you just like, you went through some rough patches on the show. And I think that like, now it's like the, the level of support that I'm seeing for you in the show, off the show on social media. It's like, it honestly makes me kind of emotional just to watch it because it, because it's like, it's just so intensely supportive in a way that like, I, it just must be kind of just like surreal for you. What's your sort of relationship right now with with the Bravo audience, with the Summer House viewers, because it must be pretty extremely positive. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, I've certainly had my moments and ups and downs. A lot of it deserved, no doubt. I feel like I've tried to use those moments to grow and to evolve. And I, I feel like the audience can see that over the years a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think my friend's support of me has also been very helpful. I mean, Lindsay's had my back. Kyle has my back. I mean, they definitely, even through my worst of times, have really supported me. But the amount of messages and, and people I've connected to through this, is it's staggering. I mean, mm-hmm. I probably over five or 6,000 messages wow. I've gotten. Specifically, hey, addiction or I'm struggling or mental health. All these different mm-hmm. topics that are really connected with the Bravo audience that I didn't, I mean, I didn't know I was going to be kind of this face for growth and change and how you can navigate difficult things. I, I certainly not worthy of it. You know, I'm still growing and becoming mm-hmm. a better person. So I want the Bravo audience to know I'm still human, you know, even with the Luke fight, I, I was incredibly embarrassed about that and, mm-hmm. and really d- didn't like how that all played out. And so I don't know, I, th- I think the audience is going to find some things at some point to pick up, but I'm certainly so thankful. And, and it's, it's really, it's amazing. I was going to say I've connected with Captain Lee. Captain Lee's son, uh, unfortunately passed from, yeah, from addiction issues. And we've, we've been like best friends since, that's uh, awesome. 
So we've been that's, really that's connected, really cool. Which, so another part of the Bravo family that for me it makes it like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And I felt like last summer after everything went down, I was like, am I the only guy on Bravo that's been mic'd up and filmed when he finds out someone passes away and their family? Like, clearly, I mean, it's a very unique situation. But now mm-hmm. connecting with Captain Lee. I've even talked to Leah McSweeney, who's going through some of her own journey. Like, it's cool to kind of see what other doors Absolutely. open yeah. within the Bravo world where everybody's opening up their arms. Yeah, that, that's really cool to hear because I think sometimes we think about these shows as being very siloed, you know, and then it's sort of, but it is like, it really is a relatively small club of people that are, that are on these shows. And so for you to be able to connect in that deeper way is really awesome. And, you know, I don't want to, watching back what happened last summer was heartbreaking. I don't really need to get into that with you because I don't really need to go down that road. But I do want to ask you just sort of about like the stuff that you've been doing with Shatterproof, because I feel like you are using, you know, this platform that you have to, to raise awareness about all the things you just mentioned, but you're also like, you're also walking the walk and you're, and you're, and you're raising money and, and awareness is great too, but money is even better for some of the, for a lot of these yeah. things. And, and um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, would just love for to hear from you just about like getting involved on that level with some of these different organizations and, and causes, because again, it's clearly something that, you know, it's going to be with you for the rest of your life. And so for you to kind of like you know, embrace that in, in a positive way is, is really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of landed, found, found myself in this position. I feel like never more than ever. I've, I, I'm supposed to be in this moment where I'm being honest about our family story, being honest about my own journey. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, I have to be honest because it's also going to hold me accountable by putting it out there so much. But at the same point, me going through my own journey, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm right. not someone to really look up to. I really firmly believe that. So I needed a foundation or a support beyond my realm of expertise or understanding. And truthfully, I'm still learning and educating myself on addiction and, and stigma resources, how you communicate with folks. Cause I, I struggled with my brother's addiction for years of not understanding that he was actually sick. And Shatterproof has been an organization that is just so helpful, I think, to normalize conversations among family members, resources for people that want to kind of under the radar get help which mm-hmm. truthfully, I was doing that on my own, you know, not necessarily comfortable telling people. So I hope a combination of me being open and honest about my journey, sharing my brothers, but also having the support of Shatterproof, I think it just kind of amplifies all these eyeballs on our family because it's, it's been overwhelming. I mean, my mom's gotten messages and emails and she's like, I, it's hard to read these. They're just yeah, so personal. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Shatterproof's just been a nice little kind of vehicle, I think they're more trained and they have, you know, yeah. license and, and people that know what they're doing. And for but me, you're it's in the just platform it, to point people that direction, you know, exactly. and that's, that's, it's, that's, it's that's, nice that's to go all about. Yeah. Go visit Shatterproof or, you know, you're not alone. Here's a number you can call. Uh, here's an Instagram handle. Just follow it. You never know what mm-hmm. you'll see on, on your feed. So stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And just lastly about kind of these topics is like, I've interviewed Lindsay, Kyle and Amanda, and also Sierra this season. And like, when the topic of you came up, it was like, they all just like completely gushed about you. And like, in, in, lo- in a way that just like, again, just like, you know, you've talked about support from the fans, but I think like what was, you know, even more amazing to see was like the immediate reaction of the people in the house with you. And just like the, you know, I think obviously you guys being locked in this house for six weeks together was created for some conflict, but it also, I feel like created for an extra level of almost like fam like a vibe of like being in a family together if it, 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 and i don't know if that's wrong or right but like to me no, that's it's so seemed. true yeah, is yeah. It, i was just i wanted you to talk about just sort of like that feeling because it you know in past years you guys get to leave and come back every week and you're just, you're you're with each other for good or, for better or for worse you know yeah we we're stuck with our thoughts no i mean from top to bottom everybody in the house was incredibly sweet and generous yeah. and so so gentle to me i mean 
I can't even explain what was going through my head in that, in that, you know, those, those days there, but I coming back after the funeral, I had so much confidence in my core group of friends that I could come back. I might have some, some ups and downs, but these Mm -hmm. are the people that are here to support me. And even Lindsay and Kyle, I mean, my two closest, you know, friends on the show, but you know, clearly our friendships have grown so much. I mean, Mm -hmm. they've really saved my life Mm -hmm. in some ways. Um, Lindsay has been so good to me and so supportive but also tough love and same with Kyle, same with the others. I mean, that tough love is something I didn't have, you know, people would be like, Oh, whatever, Carl, you're Carl. You can, you know, I kind of got the pass a lot of times for my behavior and I I was able to make excuses and having the friends also hold you accountable and and really keep you in check. I mean, they shouldn't have to babysit you and they were now they're kind of like, listen, if you can do these things and maintain it, like you can have all this great stuff and I couldn't get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. And they've helped me see that. And they've helped yeah. me see that big time. So I, yeah. I'm in, forever indebted to Kyle and Lindsay and obviously the rest of the group. That, that, that tough love thing is, is so important. It's like just important for you to say that because it's like, that's the real, that's who a real, a real friend is going to tell you what you don't want to hear. And, and that's 100%. clearly what Lindsay and Kyle are doing with you. So that, that's amazing. No, they've, they've, I mean, I, I, I talk about it. I'm not supposed to tease it, but on the reunion, you'll see there's a, me and Kyle share a moment that we had that wasn't on camera. That was very pivotal for me and my growth and, and how awesome. we're doing. So. Good, good. Uh, well, to talk about some of that, like the, the drama on this season, I want to get your thoughts on some of it. And you, you know, you, you stayed out of a good amount of it. Obviously, you and Luke, for the first time ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I'm proud of you, I guess. But thank you. You know, the fight with Luke, I think, is probably the biggest thing that that you were sort of involved in, and that was like that was probably the biggest explosive fight that we've seen on. Summer House in, in five seasons, I want to say. Is, can you think of one that's bigger than that? Because I can't really. In terms I mean, of just like other, in terms of just like pure like energy, you know? Yeah, pure explosive energy, that one. The other, the other that comes to mind was the watermelon throw from the Oh twins. my God. <laughs> and I was I, I was FaceTiming a friend and they were eavesdropping through my door and they right. flipped out. I've, that that was intense because I was on the other side of the gang up. Right. And again, some deserve mm-hmm. some not. But yeah, the Luke stuff was. It's hard to explain. I think they're, you know, going into that summer, I think we all were like, you know, what's going on with Luke and Hannah? Mm-hmm. I think it sounded like they were just friends to us. Yeah. Um, we were just <laughs> exhausted, I think, of talking about the Luke and Hannah situation. And truthfully, it, it boiled over in a way that I wasn't proud of. Luke has been so good to me as a friend. I mean, I know mm-hmm. he's had his misgivings and I think he's learned. And we, me and Kyle, truthfully, were just trying to show him the light of, hey, man, like, even though you don't think you did leave Hannah on, you, you did. And you right. need to like not dismiss her feelings and, and try to work through it and be a better man to the house. Mm-hmm. Obviously it didn't come across as, as, as planned, but <laughs> the weirdest thing happens when guys like that, guys like us get in fights, it actually brought us a lot closer, mm-hmm. even more than the, even more than the fight last season when I got it at the batting cage. I was right, right, the rock, right. the rock yeah. climbing date. Those, I mean, those are stupid instances. I, I feel bad the way we approach Luke, but I also think for Luke, it was impressive. And I'm really happy that he was able to kind of be vulnerable and share mm-hmm. some of his darker stuff. Cause truthfully up until that point with Luke, it was all fluff and you know, he's doing his it was thing. all about and Hannah he, and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. And I, I get it. Like you, you join a, a new group of friends. It's hard to get your, your word in. And so for me and Kyle to see another guy in this group of friends actually like have to own up to his mistakes, be vulnerable and, and really address the elephant in the room, I think was like, I'm so proud of him. I mean, obviously yeah, it's tough, totally. but that's what moves our, our friendships along and, and helps us grow. 
Mm-hmm, for sure. And then, and I, again, I, I talked to Sierra last week, I think it was or a week or two ago. And she, you know, you guys did have a little bit of like, I don't know if it was sexual tension or just like you had a sort of vibe between you guys. And I, I don't really know like what that connection was, but for you, like, was there sort of like that romantic vibe between you and Sierra or like, or what describe your relationship? Because um, there definitely was a hint of that. <laughs> I mean, I, Sierra's gorgeous. There's no doubt about it. But here, from my perspective, all I see is Sierra and Luke and Luke is my friend. Right. And for me, I would, I would just never cross that line. Now, when Sierra walks in the door, I was like, holy cow, she's <laughs> drop dead gorgeous. She's got a smile that lights up the room. You know, I wanted to, to make her feel comfortable make her feel welcome. And I've tried to do that generally with, with most of our, our new friends. But, you know, I think once I learned she had been a nurse and working her rear end off and going through really difficult times. And I was like, you know what? I, I just wanted her to feel comfortable and, and feel welcome. Yeah, in the house. Okay. So I think some of that energy obviously comes across as sexual for sure. Uh, Cause <laughs> I'm a, I'm a flirt and she is too a little bit. Right. Um, but I, I just think we're friends. I just think we're friends. I think it's yeah. better that way for, you know, for my respectful friendship with Luke. And uh, it sounds like Sierra's got, she's got some other things going on too. So I'm happy for her. It does seem that way. It does seem that way. <laughs> and, you know, you've been hanging out with the Southern Charm guys. So I, you might have some more info on that than, than I don't. But I, um, I try to stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, what about, I mean, because again, you just said, Lindsay's one of your oldest and, and best friends in this cast. And you know, she, she came into the season in a very serious relationship and she's obviously not in that relationship anymore. So what was it like sort of seeing her go through that as well? Because there was, it was obviously topsy-turvy with Steven and Lindsay, but I mean, you know, I, I'm sure that you, we all want to see Lindsay end up with, with somebody amazing that will treat her the way that she wants to be treated. But as her, as a really good friend, what was that like for you to see, see her go through that? Yeah. I mean, I clearly, it was, it was interesting to watch for sure. Yeah. Cause interesting to see firsthand. I mean, if you guys remember season four, I was dating her, so to, mm-hmm. so to speak. And not only two weeks later, she had a boyfriend and his name was Steven. Um, so I think people right. kind of forget how quickly she, I, d- I did that forget that. Yeah. How quickly they jumped into that. And again, I always, she seemed really happy. I don't think Stravi's a bad guy at all. I mean, mm. I think he's a good dude at the end of the day, what I've experienced with them from the end of season four and then that whole year, I saw different things, just personality and just, just vibes that didn't seem like they matched. Mm-hmm. You know, Lindsay's again, obviously very outgoing and loves to laugh and loves to have jokes and just has a lot of personality. We all, we all love Lindsay for that. And Steven's incredibly reserved as we saw in season mm-hmm. five, very quiet. And I think some of those personality traits just in the end of the day, we all looked at it and kind of questioned some of it. But then, you know, I was like, you know what? Give him a shot. Come into the house and see what happens. It's a tough situation to walk into for Steven. I get that. But I kind of thought that it wasn't going to work out anyway going yeah. in. So I was pretty much reminded of what I already had thought. It was sort of like a ticking ticking time bomb a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. it's it, being a couple in, in the house, as we've always seen, is, is not easy. And I think being in the house actually just actually showed everybody the problems that they had been having and just were too afraid to address. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Carl, I'm like, I'm still, I'm still like thinking about like the summer. I can't, whenever I interview you guys, I keep on thinking about sort of like those early days because like, it feels like it was a different show, you know, like, I mean, it partially was, it was half the cat or mo- more than half the cast was, was different. And I think with season three, like new life was sort of brought into, into the show. And it's like been on this trajectory ever since that, like, yeah, I didn't like the, obviously the premise always had such promise, but like I, you guys needed to find the right group of people in this house. And then I'm curious, just like for you, how do you look back on sort of like the evolution of this show? Because 
it's found its footing in a way that like has made it, I think the best show on Bravo about young people, about uh, with a younger cast. And like, just talk to me because, because you, you've been a part of it since the beginning and it just, it just is, it's been amazing. No, like I, trust me, I appreciate what you say at the beginning because some of us, and it's just the nature of, of being on a show that carries on as long as this is obviously you're gonna have changes and things are gonna evolve. But for us as the OGs, I mean, it's been a hell of a journey, man. Yeah. Like that first summer, I, I still remember getting the, my company car with Kyle, <laughs> picked him up at his Soho apartment. He had his speakers and I was like, are we really doing this? Like, is this gonna happen? Like, and he was like, yes, like we're doing this. And never really looked back, but like, I guess each season's kind of had its finding its way. And I think mm -hmm. we've been very fortunate having the younger audience that I think there is an appetite for that. Nothing against the housewives or Millie yeah. Dollar's thing or some of those old shows that maybe skew a little bit older. We're, I think just, we've been very lucky that Bravo's given us a benefit of the doubt and the shot year after Absolutely. year. I, I feel like after season two, we were cooked. I was nervous. I was nervous yeah. for you guys. I really was. I was too. After that reunion, I was like, I don't think Andy doesn't really like us. We're, we're not. Um, <laughs> but again, as you said, I mean, as with any summer house, and this is the, I think the best part about our show is the core thread is a group of friends bust their butt during the week, have fun in New York city, but also go out to the Hamptons. And like, I think Bravo really loved and bought into that group of friends mentality. And like any group of friends, you're going to have some changes. You know, mm -hmm. the twins, bless their hearts, no longer a part of it. Steven, it all, it all worked out, I think, for the benefit. I mean, having Hannah and Paige come in was great. I mean, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, the changes, I think, have been good. I mean, honestly, it's, I'm just so, I can't believe we're talking season five still. I know, like I know. And it's like, and like, to me, it's like, I mean, knock on wood, it's like, there's no, you guys don't show any signs, show any signs of slowing down. And it's sort of like, you know, you speak to sort of like you guys as the OGs and it, to me, it also just speaks to sort of like you, Kyle and Lindsay, just like you guys as sort of like this core connective tissue of, of everyone that we're seeing on, on this show. Like it just, you guys were the right people to keep around and the right people to like, to, to sort of branch off from because, it, and, and it's clearly paying off. So um, I don't know, well, it's, just, it's just, it's just cool to like, to like, again, like you, like you said, after season two, I was nervous. That reunion was very dark, right? Like was that was dark. <laughs> Well, it was a dark, it was a dark season. I think yes. one thing I want to remind our listeners and, and you may as well know this, but what's really helped our, our show is after a season, and this is by no means a dig at our producers, mm -hmm. but I, I equate it to like playing on a sports team. Yeah. A group of our friends is kind of like a team or a family, but we also needed leadership and coaching and our producers season three through the last season three, season four and season five have been the same. Hmm the core producers have been the same. And I think that also allows the cast to trust each other, but just having like a great production team and everybody working together, like it's a, it's a hard show to do. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Having going back and forth every weekend and dealing with the Hamptons in general is always kind of tricky, but I think what's really helped us is Kyle, Lindsay and I, like we really go out there. We really live and we've done yeah. the Hamptons and we're connected to folks out there and we try to bring other folks in. And yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a ride. I, I will say, I feel like we do the best job of self-promoting summer house. Yeah, um, I agree. Up until this year, I feel like Bravo's now, you know, doing some more uh, marketing for us. But it's it's been a crazy ride. I'm so happy we're here. You know. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, wrapping up, you know, you you mentioned that work is going really well, and and I think that Lover Boy has has been a really good part of your life as well. And I feel like that's brought some like really good energy of like you and Kyle working together, and and just like having that to like pour some some of your energy into give me an update on lover boy because I, I got one from kyle and amanda i know you guys have the espresso martini coming which is i'm like i'm, I'm i think, you, I think you're that. getting i think I, you're getting some i need to get some so i better be yeah. getting some <laughs> but <laughs> we'll take care. What, 
what's that what's that uh i mean what's that been like for you because again it, it seems like it's really working professionally i've been the best place i've been in a long time having Kyle and amanda they've given me tons of opportunities and certainly i've been proving myself but i'm the vp of sales for Loverboy. i'm happy as hell about that i mean i've worked really hard i mean from not working at all i mean i was basically just working pro bono and putting mm-hmm. in all my blood sweat and tears and for them to kind of see what i've been doing and and the role that I can play is, is just gives you a lot of like responsibility and a yeah. structure and having that structure of responsibility for me is something I've needed. Um, I wake up every morning and I'm fired up. Like I'm ready to go. And obviously matching Kyle's passion and energy and, and Amanda's putting in all their heart and soul into it. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's been so much fun. It's really yeah, hard it too. I, like I don't want to, I don't want to sugarcoat. Like we're just like sitting around all day. I mean, we're Kyle was emailing me last night at two fifteen in the morning. He was up that late. Just he, we have to. Not surprised. Yeah. So. And, and and like I see you guys like going on like site like you you go to visit like certain like sites and then stores and yeah. things and like that's really how you had, how you have to do it, which is you know. You're, I mean, people people are blown away that I have shown up to like a total wine or a beer to right. or or a bar. I had a a store uh, a bar owner in Long Beach. She's a female bar owner. She has a manager who runs the place. The manager was like, oh, what's this? I don't really care, whatever. Woman comes down. She's like, it's that car. Like, yeah. Hey, like that must help you guys, honestly. It's it, like that, well, that's, that's, a huge, that's a huge boom for you. Yeah. I mean, the founder of White Claw and, and the founder of Truly or one of the partners of those companies would never walk into the places that we're walking into. Mm-hmm. And that's what's fun for us is we're, we're building a brand. And mm-hmm. Kyle and I and Amanda actually doing the thing day to day. I mean, bless all the housewives hearts, but we're not just slapping our name on a can of juice and saying it's this, this is a legit, I mean, I think it's like, this, a legit is a, business. this is a legit business that was born that shows you guys capitalizing on the platform that you're getting from the show. And like, that's exactly what everyone should be doing on these shows, to be honest. And it's like, <laughs> but, you guys but, are doing it, really, it. But, but it's hard. <laughs> well, I was just saying, but if you, you know, you obviously have, have seen every, every episode since day one. I mean, if you pay close attention, Seasons one and two towards the end, sorry, season one towards the end and season two, you'll see us drinking White Claw and Truly. And we, we just go, we were going through this, like we supplied our own groceries at the summer mm, house. We, yeah. buy our own fresh, we wow. bought our own Fresh Direct. So we were in control of what alcohol we could bring in. And we were like, why not? Literally drinking sugary drinks and why not do something of our own that applies what Kyle and Amanda love to do, which is be colorful, be loud, be social, all that stuff. So it's very natural. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's genius. It's, 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 it's just like, Tom, it's almost like Tom, Tom for, for Vanderpump. I mean, it kind of, <laughs> no, it really out of this is, world. it really it's is. Cool. And it, but it's not, but it's not relying on it, which is also really good. Um, exactly. Yeah. It, stands, it can stand on its own. Exactly. Well, Carl, this has been really fun. You know, we can expect the summer house reunion after this, after this finale, this is going to air on finale day, but it's, it's been a, it's been a great five season run already. So lastly, I would just love to hear about like, I assume this is something that you want to continue to do, you know, like this, this has been such, I mean, such a great experience for you. And I think everyone's just like falling in love with you. You know, I assume, is this something that you want to just continue to, to put, to put some energy into? Yeah. I mean, I'm 36. I think, I'm actually really excited about the prospect of another summer with everybody. And yeah, last year was just very different, obviously for a lot of reasons, but I'm excited to, to show everybody, you know, the growth I've even had since what you've seen this year. And I think you'll see some on the reunion, which is great. But if I'm doing this when I'm 40, then we'll, <laughs> we'll have a conversation. But Ky- well, Kyle's got two more, Kyle's got two more years until he's 40. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, don't, don't hang up your coat <laughs> before that. All right. <laughs> no, yeah. no, we got, we got some more time. I think yeah. it'd be great to see me in a relationship, 
yes. uh, while being sober and being in a good place. And I hope I can do that this summer. You know, I, I needed some time to, I didn't think it'd be right to start dating people when I'm like still mm-hmm. healing a little bit yeah. and trying to process. For focus on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's starting to get warmer. The, the energy like, out there in New York city. I'm feeling it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I definitely want to start dating. So it'd be fun. I think for people to see yes. Lindsay get into another relationship, me, mm-hmm. Kyle and Amanda actually be married, all that good stuff. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, well, Carl, where can people follow you outside, outside of the show? Where can people follow Loverboy? Give, do your plugs before, before we sign off. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on all social platforms at Carl Radke, C-A-R-L-R-A-D-K-E. Drinkloverboy.com. We got our spritz, which is direct to consumer online. It ships to 44 states. And if you have, if you like our hard teas, we're in about 10 states. Check our website to see where they're located. That's what I focus on. Um, Love it. But yeah, we're Summer House is Thursday nights at nine. Season five is the best. Thanks. It is. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. We'll talk to you next time.